Pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Hunger for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha. This podcast is sponsored by Doctors of Waikiki, your local Hawaii Nissan dealers, and HMAA. This is Hawaii News Now, first at four. At first at four, we begin with a live look at Hilo. Gray skies moving in as an intense Kona low is approaching, expected to bring up to a foot of rain and severe flooding. Our team has declared today a first alert weather day. Chief Meteorologist Jennifer Robbins will have an update shortly and will also have a live report from Casey Lund on the Big Island. But first, we start with breaking news from Kauai, where police are searching for a man who may be linked to a homicide. The suspect is 22-year-old Cody Calais Gardner. Authorities have not released a photo of him. Investigators say the search for Gardner started after a man was found dead after a domestic altercation on Kuilei Street in Lava'i. Sources tell us the apparent weapon was a spear gun. Police believe Gardner fled the scene in a white GMC pickup truck, which has since been located at Waimea Canyon. Call 911 if you have any tips for Kauai police. A Wimmeran Oahu police officer is in critical condition tonight after being beaten while making a traffic stop in Laie. The suspect took the officer's vehicle and led police on a two-hour manhunt that crossed the entire island. Daryl Huff joins us live from HPD headquarters with the story. Daryl. Mark, there were some very tense hours this morning after police officers heard that their fellow officer was undergoing what they called advanced life support at the scene in Laie. Now, he was severely beaten, uh, but later in the afternoon, later in the morning, they learned that he was actually improving, that he was conscious, and, but still in critical condition. He was beaten very severely this morning after what seemed like a routine traffic stop in Laie. 5.10 this morning, as Junior Matau approached the Laie McDonald's, he watched a police vehicle with a blue light driving in circles with another vehicle. And they're going round and round. And I thought it kind of odd because he didn't have a siren on or anything. Then the police car sped out toward him and cut him off. The driver asking strange questions. Where's the girl? What girl? Where's the girl? Oh, I don't know. The driver, obviously, from my from my perspective, did not seem like he was in a good mental state at the time when we were talking. Was, uh, just the way that he talked to me was kind of... It seemed like he was all over the place. The car sped off, apparently being driven by a man who had just brutally beaten the officer who pulled him over. Police said the officer was responding to a call of two cars speeding and driving recklessly. Chief Joe Logan said that after finding one of the vehicles, the officer, a 16-year veteran, was brutally struck in the head by either a crowbar or tire iron. Initially, the call would not require backup. However, um, I believe backup was probably on the way being that it's uh, early in the morning. Former Deputy Chief John McCarthy says with only three to four officers overnight, they are always spread thin in the Kahuku area. You know, for whatever reason, and one officer needs help, it's going to be a, quite a while before he gets help out there. McCarthy also said it only takes a moment of distraction in the dark for a lone officer to be vulnerable. That's all you need is that moment. This guy comes out of the car while I, I'm turned slightly to the computer and next thing you know I get hit uh, or something like that. So that, that scenario can play out really, really fast. From Laie, officers followed the Ford Explorer toward Waihua, down H2 and into town, a cat and mouse chase that lasted two hours until finally the suspect stopped on King Street in front of Iolani Palace. 
A strange place for a suspected police assailant to flee with multiple law enforcement agencies nearby just a couple of blocks from HPD headquarters. 39-year-old Hokuo Kalani Patak was booked on multiple charges, including attempted murder of a police officer, first-degree theft, auto theft, and resisting arrest. And the police department, which celebrated promotions while waiting for word about their colleague, pondered the career's risks. And it put you through countless hours of studying and preparing. And all this time you're consuming of what may happen to you is somewhat scary. Now, the behavior of this suspect is extremely bizarre, which tends to happen sometimes with these crimes. Why you would flee all the way to basically two blocks from this building just seems insane. We've also been told that Patok was arrested just two days ago for trespassing on a school property. Yesterday, after spending a night in jail, he was released by a judge on his own recognizance. That's why he was free this morning when this assailant happened. Reporting from HPD Honolulu, Daryl Huff, Hawaii News Now. Daryl, thank you. HPD is still looking for the hit-and-run suspect who killed a McKinley High School student on Kapi'olani Boulevard yesterday. The victim's family has identified her as 16-year-old Sarah Yara. Investigators say a driver of a silver pickup truck hit the two pedestrians near Kamake'e Street, then fled the scene without rendering aid. The truck was later found in an empty parking lot along Ward Avenue. Today, family members visited the scene, laying flowers and other memorabilia in honor of Sarah. I love you, Sarah. I don't want this to be left alone and Sarah die in vain. I want justice to be served for her. Chevy Yara says she would like to see speed bumps or raised crosswalks installed in the area. We're told the city is exploring options to make the road safer for pedestrians. A GoFundMe account has been set up for the family. You can find a link on our website. Public safety officials are searching for an inmate who escaped from the Wayava Correctional Facility. They say 26-year-old Pono Kini was seen outside the facility's perimeter fence at about 10.30 last night. When told to return inside, Kalekini ran. He was serving time for a drug offense. He's described as 5 foot 6 and 130 pounds. If you see him, contact 911 or the Sheriff's Department. Now back to our first alert coverage of the stormy weather affecting parts of the state. This is video of the heavy showers that drenched Waikoloa on the Big Island earlier today. And the wet weather is far from over. The threat is so substantial, our teams declared a first alert weather day for Hawaii Island this evening. Let's get the latest on the forecast from Chief Meteorologist Jennifer Robbins. Hey, Jen. And the ingredients are coming together with this first alert weather day at hand. And you can see why. There's the Kona low. As this pivots a little bit more towards the south, this deep tropical moisture will be entrained over the far eastern end of the state. And that's why Hawaii Island and Maui County will see the most significant rain. Already seeing some pockets, but things are going to be destabilizing within the next 24 hours. And you could think the Kona low itself as a spindle or a reel that's spinning counterclockwise and pulling up that moisture from the south directed over the eastern end. So a conveyor belt.
belt of deep tropical moisture. As we zoom on in, we are seeing some heavy pockets, but most of it has been sitting just offshore. And you can see just some heavy pockets that quickly came through Kau. As we take a closer look, as we fly on down Leilani Estates, that's about a half an inch per hour. This is light rain that we're tracking. We've been seeing very light rain just offshore Hilo, but mainly cloudy skies there. But things will become a little bit more saturated within the next 12 hours. A heavy dose of rain quickly moving through Molokai and Lanai, and that's where most of the rain will be falling over the far eastern end of the state. It all highly depends on the position of that Konolo as it's directed south of the islands. And you can see some thunderstorms just south of the Garden Isle, and we're seeing a heavy batch of rain. So widespread rain will be the story into Friday. I'll take a deeper look at all of those elements coming up shortly. Thank you very much, Jen. And right now, Hilo is the first major area of concern as the eastern end of the state is expected to be drenched first. That's where we find our Casey Lund, who joins us live from Hilo Town and spend the day with county crews making storm preps. Casey. Yeah, aloha from Hilo, Mark. And right now, as you can see, things really are relatively mild. In fact, it's been sort of off and on, depending on where you're at. Nothing really out of the ordinary that folks here on the Hilo side and places like Puna, Kau, where we expect to see some of the worst of it, uh, haven't seen before, right? But the county is preparing and taking heed of the warning, that first alert warning, and uh, the warning from the National Weather Service that things could be far from ordinary in the next few days. Uh, what we do know is that they are taking every precaution to make sure that they are ready. Uh, yesterday, or excuse me, earlier today, the county declared an emergency proclamation. Uh, they were able to take some quick action. We went out to the county roadway uh, breakyard, and that's where crews were filling sandbags. This is from earlier today, the highways division getting ready for that downpour. Uh, they're getting ready for high-risk areas, again, like Kau, and some of those sandbags are going to go to places that may need them. They already distributed some to Waiakea Elementary and other facilities that could be at high risk of flooding. I was able to talk to Hawaii County Mayor Mitch Roth just a couple of hours ago. He said the county is ready for the worst and, of course, hoping for the best. EOC is somewhat activated right now. We're going to see what happens later on this evening to see if we need to keep that open. But uh, right now we are prepared whether we have to start opening shelters or um, get call-outs for road repairs or, or other things. Um, ESC is, is actually in operation right now. And so far at this time, shelters haven't had to be activated, but that emergency proclamation again included the county's decision to close Waipio Valley Access Road ahead of the storm. That's a part of the island that sees a lot of really uh, difficult situations when we get wet weather like this. Uh, so far, there haven't been any announcements of major cancellations for outdoor events, uh, but the mayor said he's ready to do that. He's ready to cancel camping permits or take other necessary actions, even if that includes closing other parts of Hawaii Island if he needs to do though. Something to note uh, out here on the uh, Big Island, the Pana Eva Rodeo happening this weekend. So far, we haven't heard any word that that is going to be canceled. It's the state's largest rodeo. A lot of people come here for that and we'll see how this wet weather affects things. But I can tell you right now, Mark, I'm even able to take my very small umbrella down for a moment because things have uh, quieted down and that's kind of been the situation off and on. But as we move into the nighttime hours and into tomorrow, Tomorrow morning that could very easily change and very quickly so we'll be ready to report anything that happens out here and keep folks updated and safe we'll send things back to you in Honolulu Mahalo Casey
Well, just ahead, a report from the grand jury on a probe into election interference of former President Donald Trump. We'll have that story, and here's Howard with a look at what he's working on. Mark, 500 Maui medical personnel are preparing to go on strike next week. But a strike by Kaiser mental health clinicians may be ending. I'll brief you on both. The Dow fell over 400 today on 6% producer price inflation. You're getting your news first at 4, and we'll all be right back. And a good afternoon to you. Our first look at traffic for this afternoon as you look at the H1H2 interchange there. It looks very green, so that's a good thing. A little bit of yellow, but as we take you through our fly through to the greater part of central Oahu, a lot of green there. The speed's about 24 miles per hour. I want to tell you about a traffic incident at Kapolei Parkway westbound on Kamukila. Be aware of that too if you're heading into that area. But as you head into the Miley Nanakuli area, traffic is coming to a crawl right before Hakimo Road, about 11 miles per hour. Uh, but it opens up again when you get into Nanakuli itself. So with that said, your drive times for this afternoon, all the way from downtown to Mililani, about the big 5-0, and downtown to Kapolei 5-0 as well. You're going to Nanakuli about 70 minutes at least, so be aware of that. First alert traffic on Hawaii News Now. Pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Hungry for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha. Welcome back. After a seven-month investigation, the nation is finally seeing the report on former President Donald Trump in efforts to overturn the results of the 2020 election. Nicole D'Antonio has the details. On Thursday, Fulton County Superior Court Judge Robert McBurney in Georgia released part of a grand jury report. It focuses on efforts by former President Trump and his allies to overturn Georgia's 2020 election results. Judges will release portions of reports all the time. What, of course, is not typical is the specifics of what this report is about. The investigation was first sparked by an hour-long phone call in January 2021. During that conversation, Trump asked Georgia Secretary of State Republican Brad Raffensperger to find the votes he needed to win Georgia. Look, Brad, I got to get, I have to find 12,000 votes and I have them. The report determined by a unanimous vote found there was no widespread fraud that could have overturned the presidential election. The report added that the majority of the grand jury believes perjury may have been committed by one or more witnesses called to testify. The Georgia Secretary of State and longtime Trump attorney Rudy Giuliani were among 75 witnesses who testified before the grand jury during the seven month long investigation. Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis is still considering whether she will seek indictments. The district attorney and her team are truly uh, looking under every stone. And Gwen Keys Fleming is a former county district attorney in Georgia. She says Willis could be looking at a variety of charges, potentially even for former President Trump, who has repeatedly denied any wrongdoing. There is a substantial likelihood of some uh, real criminal or possible criminal liability here. A regular grand jury could then issue indictments in the coming weeks or months. I'm Nicole D'Antonio, Hawaii News Now. More news ahead, but first a look at the stories we're working on for the next half hour. The governor of American Samoa is in the islands this week after a month-long visit across the U.S. Annalisa Burgos explains how Hawaii is working with the territory. A $150 million solar farm is now up and running in Waiava. Its impact on the state's renewable energy efforts. Thin mints, Samoas, and Tagalongs soon hitting the streets as Girl Scout cookie season begins, where you can find a box or two or three at 4.30. Jen has your full forecast after the break.
This podcast is sponsored by Doctors of Waikiki, Hawaii's best urgent care, your local Hawaii Nissan dealers, and HMAA. We're passionate about your health. Pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Hungry for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha.